Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks, welcome another Wednesday night. Here, time's moving on, and we're right here in the in fall coming up, and it's beautiful out right now. But listen, we had a wonderful service on Sunday. If you haven't, if you weren't able to be here, if you haven't seen it, get online and go to Sunday service. Uh, tremendous time in the Lord and praise and worship, and the presence of the Lord was there. It reminded me how important it is that we live in the presence of God, because in His presence is everything we really need. We, you know, He spoke to us, spoke through us. And, uh, and did a, a number of things Sunday that really helps people. That's why it's important to not forsake the assembling together of yourselves, as is the case of some, that it, and the writer of Hebrews wrote. But tonight, I've been, last week I talked about, the. I've been talking all along about the prosperous soul, and I talked about the will last week, which, boy, I'm telling you, the will is so vital in how you, um, how you deal with life, how you go through life. Uh, I will to do things is a greater thing than your emotions. Your emotions are unstable much of the time, especially in the world we live in today. But tonight I want to talk to you about the prosperous life, which really go, coincides with the prosperous soul. Living in the presence of God or living in the presence of the Lord. Pursuing his presence daily. How many of you know uh, we can't live on yesterday's manna? That, that was what they did in the wilderness, remember? They didn't, couldn't save it from day to day. They, they had to live on what he gave to them every day. Over in Psalm 63, it's the psalmist says, uh, O God, you are my God. Early while I seek you, my soul first thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. And it goes on to say, I'll just read a little more of that. I didn't have it down to read that much more, but because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live, and I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. You want to stay in the presence of God? That's that's a start right there. Living in the presence of God. You know, we can do that on a regular basis. It's so wonderful that we can push into the presence of God. Press in is what Paul called it, where we can get to that place where we can sense his presence. He's always with us. He said he'd never leave us or forsake us, but we, we have to contend for his presence. It just doesn't fall on us, just like we contend for the faith. We have to contend for his presence. Now, over in Psalm uh, 42, I'll just turn back there real quick. This is kind of a preface to what I'm leading up to, but... Um, so important. I, I recognize so much that uh, uh, that we need, but one of the things that we certainly need is His presence. And in Psalm 42, uh, the writer writes this: "Is uh, as the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul for You, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When I sh- when shall I come and appear before You?" My tears have been my food daily and day and night, while they continually say to me, Where is your God? When I remembered those things, I poured out my soul within me, for I used to go with the multitude. I went down then to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise. That's what we should come into the house with. With the multitude that kept a pilgrim's feast. 
But then he said something. He was seeking God, and then all of a sudden, here in verse 5, it says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? You know, we can get in depression pretty quick. We can get our mind off on the wrong things and don't realize that his presence is there to bring peace and joy in the midst of trouble. And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in the Lord, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. And so you can, if you're not careful, if you don't pursue his presence and, and try hard to get into his presence and stay there, recognize his presence, acknowledge his presence, it's so easy to get in discouragement and despair and, and uh, depression. But uh, David became cast down because he took his eyes off of the Lord. How many of you know we take our eyes off the Lord and we can become depressed? Amen. Hosea says, 10, 12 says this, Sow for yourselves righteousness, reap in mercy, break up the fallow ground, for it's time to seek the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, it's time to seek the Lord. How many of you know in the morning, in, in the evening, in the noontime, if we seek the Lord, in other words, we think about him. We seek his presence. We talk with him. We commune with him till he comes and rains righteousness on us. We seek him until his presence fills our house, right? It fills our life. Amen. That's what we're to do. So it's important that we know that in his presence, and I'll read this scripture in a little bit, is fullness of joy. There's pleasures forevermore. Amen. But we have to develop a hunger for his presence. You know, uh, sometimes, uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes if you're not hungry, you just won't eat. But you know what? You can't get nourishment if you don't eat occasionally and, and get get to what you need. So we have to develop a hunger for the presence of God. It just doesn't fall on us. You know, the enemy is bringing all kinds of distractions and all kinds of things that, that will cause us to pull away from that. And uh, over in Daniel 11, 32, uh, it says this, this is why we need to know the presence of God. The people who know their God, know their God, know about him, know his presence, know, know who he is. Not like not like uh, Moses says that Moses knew his ways. The people saw his his uh, his, uh, his uh, uh, exploits or whatever. They didn't know him personally. Shall be strong and carry out great exploits. I mean, you know, that's for you and me to know, not just acquaint or to know. It's to know his heart. Amen. In John fifteen five, without me. He said, you can do nothing. So we have to understand without him, we can't do anything. But with him, we can do all things. All things. In Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Hunger for his presence. Hunger for it, you know, thirst for his presence. Do you ever be hungry for something? And you, you just, you, you just, you're not even sure what it is, but you're, you're hungry for something or you're thirsty for something. And something doesn't quite, quench your thirst or, or, or fulfill your hunger, you know, and all of a sudden you hit, you find something that does. And that's what the presence of the Lord do. It will satisfy your hungering soul. Amen. So hunger and thirst after you, you've got to have him. In Philippians 3, 8, Paul writes it like this. Paul had a hunger. Don't you know he had a hunger? My goodness. After, after all he had been through, yet indeed I also count all things for the loss, for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ, amen, 
and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that they that they may know him and the, and I might know him and the power of his resurrection. Praise the Lord. And see, Paul had a, a divine hunger. He had a, a hunger that says, God, I want to know you more. I've done all these things for you and worked with you and partnered with you, but I want to know you. He was born again, a child of God, hunger that cannot be satisfied either by the things of the world or religion, only by the presence of God satisfies our hungering soul. Listen, say this with me. I hunger for your presence. I thirst for your presence. You ought to say that. Lord, I hunger for your presence. You know, he's, he's no respecter of persons. He's not going to give somebody else. Ask and you shall receive that your, what? Your joy shall be made full. Amen. God is pursuing us and inviting us to draw near. Over in James 4, 8, it says, draw near to God. He will draw near to you. The Amplified says this, come close to God with a contrite heart and he will come close to you. Amen. Draw ever so near, close, get right next to him. Begin to share and talk uh, with him in word and prayer. Amen. God desires for us. The creator of the universe, the earth, the earth and all that is inhabitants request your presence. Not only your presence, but the, he desires to be intimately close with us. Over in Exodus, it says, 34, 14, he is a God who is passionate about his relationship with us. That's a new uh, living te uh, translation. Amen? So we have to know those things. We have to know that he wants us in his presence. I hunger for your presence. I thirst for your presence. I want to know you and be known by you. That was Paul's desire. That should be our desire today. God's longing for intimacy with us and has never changed or changed or ceased looking for us. Amen. Over in Ephesians 1.17, Paul reflects this in the prayer that he wrote and prayed for the, uh, the Ephesian church. You know, this, this group of people were born again, spirit-filled, but Paul said, hey, boys and girls, <laughs> men and women, there's more for you. And in the Amplified Bible it says, for I always pray to the God of our, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he would grant you a spirit of uh, wisdom and revelation, of insight into the mysteries and secrets, into the deep and intimate knowledge of him. This is what I, I want you to know. I don't want you just to have a superficial uh, understanding of him. I want you to know him personally. That's what he's desiring can't know the things without his presence. You can't know these things. You have to be in his presence. Amen. Pursuit of his presence begins with desire, not intentions. You ever think about that? Well, I intended to do something. You ever, yeah, good thoughts. Oh, I, I intended to do this, never get it done. Intentions, a determination to act a certain way. That's an intention. Desire is the path a person will take no matter how good his intentions may be. Now, that, that is a desire fulfilled by the will that you have. Amen? Just like we talked about last week. Proof of desire is in, is in, of God is in pursuit. You tell me you, 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 you want to know God, then the proof of it is in your pursuit of him. We all have to go there. We all have to determine that. We can't say, well, uh, yeah, I intended to go to church, or I intended to do this, or I intended to do that. No, we have to pursue him. Pursue him. 
get to know him. And the more you'll find out the more you know about him, the more you want to know about him. And it's easier to get there in his presence the more you, you, you pursue him. Amen? Tozier says this, Come near to the holy men and women of the past, and you will soon feel the heat of their desire after God. They mourned for him. They prayed and wrestled and sought for him day and night, in season and out. And when they found him, the finding was all sweeter for the long seeking. In other words, they were looking for him. They didn't get, they didn't get distracted and get off in, this, off in the bumps of the road and say, I'm going this way. I'll do that another time. I'll seek him when I have time and put, put him on a spoke of the wheel of life rather than the hub. Amen. Exodus 33, uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, 33, 1 through 3 and 15. God was going to take the people, uh, uh, Moses said, I'm going to take you up, or I'm uh, up, and I'm going to send some. And Moses says, who's going with us? Who's going with us, Lord? You know, I've had this relationship with you. Who are you sending with us? And God said, I'll go with you. I'm your God. He said, and Moses said this. Moses said, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. That's a paraphrase, but get the idea. Moses said, hey, you ain't going with us? We're not going. You ought to have that attitude in your own life. Lord, if you're not, if you're not helping me, going with me, if I can't sense your presence, I don't want to be taken up somewhere else. Amen? Amen. Here, uh, that's a place of uh, hardship to the promised land. He would, that's what, what is your desire? Or promise, uh, or it's the promise of God. I want the promise of God, or do you want his presence? You know what happens when you get his presence? You get the promises. <laughs> that's, that's so good. I'm telling you, you get his presence, you'll get his promises. And the promises are yes and amen to those that are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Uh, God, David, uh, God is omnipresent. God spoke, or David spoke in Psalm 139.7. Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? He said, that you really don't, but you've got to know that. You've got to acknowledge that. You've got to understand that, he, that he's looking for you, and he's, and he's desiring your presence in, uh, and relationship with you. Amen? This describes his being in all places, heaven place of, and the place of death, darkness or light. I cannot hide from him, David said. Jesus said, Here's a nice good thing, a good thing to remember in, in Hebrews 13, 5. I like to read it in a different translations, but I, I will never leave you or forsake you. Do you understand that? You can leave him. You can pull away from him, but he's not going to leave you. Amen? Uh, may not sense his presence doesn't negate his being there. Manifest presence means to bring from the unseen, unheard, unknown into the seen, heard, and known. In other words, his manifest presence. We, we saw that Sunday in, in, in somewhat of a display in, in the praise and worship and the words that came forth uh, in the exhortations of, uh, and then, then the message. <laughs> you, you understand that? But we have to pursue him individually. When we pursue him individually and come together corporately, his manifest presence will fill the room, fill the house. And, and we'll begin to see great things. In John 14, 21, Jesus says, He who has my commandments and keeps them, he is, it is he who loves me, and he who will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest or reveal myself to him. Wow. 
In Psalm 89.15, in NIV, it says, Blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you, who walk in the light of your presence. Blessed are those that seek your presence, that learn to walk in your presence. You know, he doesn't make it difficult. He really doesn't. Now, the enemy will try to make it difficult. It's just like, you know, I think sometimes we, we think, well, certain people have uh, a, a greater abilities to know God and, and, and to live for God. And no, He makes it so everybody can love him and seek him and live in his presence and serve him. Amen? You know what? That scripture that Jesus said to, to the enemy when he was in the desert, you shall love the Lord your God or worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. If you just begin to worship God, how do you begin to worship God? You begin to praise him. You begin to magnify him. You get glorify him. So what happens when you, it, listen, you get, I've done this many times in, on my own, in my office or sometimes in my car, get to put a, a, a wonderful praise song on or something and just get to be singing into the Lord and magnifying his presence. And all of a sudden you sense him. You sense him right there. You can do that too. Amen? Amen. Hebrews eleven six. He's a rewarder. <laughs> a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Psalm 27, 48. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face will I seek. David said, I'm going to seek your face. Amen. Psalm 27, 4. One thing, David said, one thing I have desired of the Lord, that I will seek that I may that I will, I will seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, and to behold His beauty and inquire in His temple. Basically, what he was saying: I want to live in the presence of God, live in the presence of God. I want to, <laughs> I want, I want to feel enveloped by Him. Proverbs eight seven eight twelve. I think I kind of wrote this down there. I love who love me. And, I, and who seek me diligently will find me. Key, do you love God? Well, I, I love God. Well, are you diligently seeking him? Because he wants to share his presence with you. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you search me with what? Your whole heart. He doesn't make it hard, my friends. He does not make it hard. Word search, all your heart suggests an earnestness that borders on desperation. <laughs> Are you desperate for God? Do you really want to know him? In the Hebrew, that word means following after or close pursuit of a desired ob object. You're diligent to do, do that. In Colossians 3, 1 and 2, if you have been raised with Christ, this is the Amplified, to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep seeking the things that are from above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind and keep focus habitually on the things above, the earth, the heavenly things, not on the things that are on the earth, which have only temporal value. What are we to do? We're to seek him with all our heart. Amen? Seek him with all our heart. Know that he's God and he wants to, he wants to know, uh, he wants us to know him. Now he knows everything about us, but we don't know everything about him. And you know, we'll probably never know everything about him because we're going to go to heaven. He's going to show us things that, that'll, you know, I, I used to like what Pastor Larry says when he gets, you go, wow, wow. 
You know, like he'll he'll be revealing things in heaven. He's doing that right now with Pastor Larry and a lot of our friends. Amen. And we we can rejoice in that. In Revelation three nine through twenty or nineteen through twenty, in the in the message Bible says this. <clears throat> Excuse me. The people I love, I come to account account prod and correct and guide so that they'll live at their best. Up on your feet. About face, run after God. <laughs> run after God. Look at him, at me. I stand at the door. I knock. If you hear me and open the door, I'll come in and sit down and sup with you. Amen? Amen. He's talking to us, my friend. Open the door to your heart and let him come in, and he'll overwhelm you with his presence. He's so good. Amen? And that's ushering in his presence. Well, how do we do that? We continue. Praise and worship is a good start. Praise and worship is a good start. You can do this. You don't have to have music. you understand that? We can praise God and worship God without music. I think they did that many times in the, in the, in the Bible. But they also had, they had music and they had instruments and things. But here's what 2 Chronicles 5.13 says. Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters and singers were as one, in other words, unity. That's what we're seeing in our, in our praise team, my friends. I'm telling you, need get in here early. Get in here expecting. Get in here ready. Say, Lord, I'm, I'm believing. You're going to show yourself strong. You're going to fill this room with your presence that people will begin to sense you and know you and get a relationship with you. Amen. Not just go to church. And singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voices with trumpet and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures what? Forever. Then it says that the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud so that the priest could not continue ministering because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. His presence filled that house. Wow. I'm telling you, this is what we need today. This is what we need today. We need his presence. Amen. We need his presence. Now over in Psalm 16, it says this, and you know, some of these scriptures, I just, I just have some more. I think I might've missed some of my notes, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Amen. We'll catch up next week, right? 1611, you will show me the path of life. What are we just talking about? The prosperous life. That's what I've been talking about. In your presence is what? Fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. Amen? At your right hand is our pleasures forevermore. My, 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 my. What a, what a, what a psalm. My goodness, in your presence. Are we living in his presence? Do we desire to live in his presence? I, I think sometimes that we forget that. This is what the, the, the first church pushed for. They pushed for living in, in his presence. They pushed for knowing him. They were continually refilled with the spirit of God, doing the works of, that God had called them to do. Amen? If we li it's so, I have to tell you, when you're prayed up, filled up, and, and sense his presence, it's so easy to, to relate that to somebody else. When you're not, I mean, you're, you're, you ever be in uh, school when, you, when you, you, had, you had done your homework 
and you knew your you knew your uh, uh, subject, and and then it was easy when the, the teacher would call on you. Yeah, yeah, I know that, I know that, and you could relate that. But uh, don't be like me. I was at sometimes I didn't always do my homework and didn't know my subject that well. So what I did is I tried to slip down behind somebody else so I wouldn't get called on. You ever done that? I hope you haven't. I probably no, you probably haven't. But the truth of the matter is, it's the same way when you want to witness to somebody or you want to do something. You know, you you can be just about anywhere, and you know the presence of God is with you. You sense the presence of God. You can pray for people right in the in a, in a restaurant. You know, I've done that before. Did it yesterday at, at Panera. But you can and you can witness to people about His goodness and about what He can and will do for you if you seek Him. This is, this is living in his presence. So we have to remember to do that. I just, I just love to think about what he will do, what his goodness is. You know, uh, I, I read this the other night at uh, prayer, but here's what we want to know. We want to know him, don't we? It says over in uh, Ephesians 3, chapter, uh, uh, or verse 14 on, Paul's uh, says, for this reason I bow my knee to the Father, Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, <laughs> grant us, you ever pray this for yourself? Grant to you, the, to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Be strengthened with might, that God may dwell in your hearts through faith, or his presence will dwell in your heart, that you being rooted and grounded in what? Love. Everything is based on love. Everything is based on the love of God. Amen? Everything we want to do, I want to know him because I, I want to sense his presence. Not to, not to let everybody else know. I want to know him. I want to know the love that he has. I want to sense that love. So then you can share that with others. Rooted and grounded in love. Be able to comprehend. Man, my goodness. With all the saints, what is the width and length and depth and height? To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that we may be filled with all the fullness of God. Listen, you can have all the, the rituals. You can do all the rituals. You can have all kinds of knowledge. If you don't walk in the love of God and have the presence of God, you'll really never know him. This is, But it's there for everybody, my friends. Everybody has the ability to get to know him. He's not... Uh, He's not, I, I think sometimes when we get so mixed up, we get so mixed up with why people uh, uh, don't know him and, and want to make their own little doctrines out of stuff. God loves us so much and he wants to get to know you and he wants you to know him and he wants to be in your presence and he wants you in his presence. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that you've made a way where there seems to be no way, you gave us the prosperous life, but you want to know us and a more uh, us to know you in a greater way. May we be this so for everyone in the sound of my voice. May we draw near to you, as as James said, and you'll draw near to us. I always think of it this way: you'll run over us. So we just thank you and give you praise in Jesus' name that everyone in the sound of my voice, including myself, will do those things that will help us live in your presence. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Good to see you. I'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website 
at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.